Tony Gaskins Jr. states, you can give a person knowledge, but you can't make them think. Some people want to remain fools only because the truth requires change. I like that. There is no complacency. There is a constant movement, the choosing to follow God, the choosing to move into truth. This movement doesn't allow sin or its byproducts to capture you because freedom doesn't chain you down. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. I would like to welcome our guest today to Sabbath School U. Please introduce yourselves and tell us something interesting about yourself. My name is Krista Hunt and, oh, something interesting about me. Um, I really love math. I'm a high school math teacher, so that's what I do. Cool. <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby McPherson, and I work in an elementary school, but some of my fourth and fifth graders are taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Welcome. <laughs> my name is Natalie Moncow, and something interesting about me is that I really like football. Ah. Who's your team? Are you sure we should talk about that here? Okay, oh. no, we'll, we'll say that, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't say the name. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Krista, I'm going to ask if you can pray for us, then read today's scripture. Sure. Uh, let's pray. Jesus, we invite you to be here with us today. Uh, may we see you in everything that we say and in every verse that we read. We love you. Amen. 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 Okay, our verse is Proverbs 22, 20, and 21, and it says, have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make know, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth that you may answer words of truth to those who, who send to you? Hmm. Thank you. That's pretty loaded, and it's just two verses. Okay. <laughs> what do we learn from Proverbs twenty-two about truth? It's a big chapter. What do we get from it about truth? Well. The, the first verses that popped out to me, um, and I'll read them, were 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. And it says, Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise, and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. And the, the first thing that I saw when reading this is that all of these things are pointing us to trust in the Lord. Hmm. Um, and and that, that is where wisdom, that is where truth, that's where everything is taking us is to that place of trust in Him. You know, what I also thought was interesting about the verses you read were that it's a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. I mm. like that. You know, sometimes people try to, um, see, they, they seem to think that getting to know God is such a hard thing and it's unpleasant. It's so much rules and, you know, mm. no. It's pleasant to know truth. It's pleasant to know God, you know. You'll, you're going to enjoy this. Um, I like the scripture that we read a little bit earlier, um, 20 and 21, mm -hmm. um, and God has said, you know, he's given us excellent things of counsel so that we may be certain of the words mm -hmm. of truth. And you can answer in truth. So he's given us the instructions, he's given us all the tools to be able to answer knowledgeably about truth and even be prepared to answer truthfully to the people who are sent to us as well. And I'm going to add to that because so far you've said, I've heard, truth requires, requires trusting in the Lord, mm -hmm. 
It's pleasant. Mm -hmm. It's certain. And it's excellent. And I'm also going to say that with truth, it's something that we also share with others. Because in 21, it says, to those who send you, who, to those who send to you. He asks the question, and basically it's asking, what about this truth? I want you to tell those words and answer, those, answer the people I sent to you with it. So it's something that we're also supposed to share with others. Mm -hmm. I, with this, I got to say, I like truth. <laughs> Because <laughs> it does have a good ring to it. It does, and, and not just the ring, but when you can kind of take a look at it, at the whole thing, if we, if we just live in truth, how much freedom that there is mm -hmm. within that. What, what do you have to say about that? I think one of the biggest ways that Satan robs us of our freedom is to get us to believe lies. He gets mm -hmm. us to believe lies about ourselves, about God, um, about our relationship with him, and... Um, a lot of times we don't realize their lies, but when, when you do realize the truth, there is freedom in that and knowing that Satan doesn't have this power over you. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles I've had in my walk with Jesus is mm. these lies that Satan has gotten me to believe and learning to believe God's truth about them instead. And there's freedom in that. And I'm still, I'm not there yet, but I know God is constantly working with me because he wants to give us that freedom. Mm -hmm. I think that we definitely have to be knowledgeable about truth because it already says here that we have a mission to be ready when people are, they're going to come. They're going to want to know what the difference is. Why are you so happy? Why are you so free? What's going on with you? And you have to be able to give them truth. Like, oh, I'm, I'm free because, you know, of my love for Jesus Christ and the things that not only he's allowed me to do, but the things that I know I need to stay away from. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, I'm free within the, the, the boundaries of his love. And there are certain places that, you know, mm. I can't go and I, I can't do, but that's all right because there's a whole lot that I can do and experience and enjoy within those love boundaries that Christ has set for us. And I'm going to spin that to say that you can do some of those other things, but those things may not lead to the freedom mm -hmm. that we experience when we do things God's way. Absolutely. <laughs> Growing up, you know, we hear so much about don't, 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 mm. but then we don't focus on what we do or what we can do. And a lot of the don'ts is to keep us from being in bondage, to keep us from having the chains on us, to keep us from being oppressed, because within that, there is no freedom inside. You know, it's not just talking about behind, you know, four walls yeah. or being within prison, because what we know from the Bible is that being in prison, I mean, we, Paul, and his crew, when they were locked up, <laughs> they were just as free as ever. Though they were confound, they were confined behind the um, bars, they were free because they knew who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. They knew who they were in Jesus. They knew the truth that he had given to them. So they were free to sing and shout and to pray, and the walls came, come, came down. So we know that within, within the um, truth, there was a whole lot of freedom. Thank you for that, ladies. How should faith in God give us some peace of mind regarding all the injustice in the world? Mm. This, is a, this, is, this was kind of interesting to me. Who wants to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, the hope factor. Hmm. It's a big factor. Injustice it, it's hard. Um, your mind gets bogged down with mm -hmm. the current, it, what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. But hope lets you look forward to the future. And as you know, if you, and you, we know that 
God has another plan for us, right? He's coming back again. So we can look knowing that that is truth because he is truth. He said what he says goes, right? So I think there is freedom in knowing that, you know, God's going to come back again. And he is taking care of everything, even even the, the things that look like a disaster. He has it under control. Mm-hmm. Um, I just appreciate the fact that there's peace involved. Uh, within or suffering with injustice, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through a lot of things that are just simply just not fair. Mm-hmm. But I have to appreciate the peace that I can have knowing that, oh, this is not going to last always. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine. Like, I can I can struggle through this. It's not fair. I'm upset. It's going to happen again. But I have peace in knowing that it's not going to last always. When this child or this teacher or whatever is happening, granted, it's not fun right now it's not fair i don't want to go through it but in the end god gets the glory period Mm -hmm. so um so yes (laughs) having the opportunity to have peace within injustice just shows how much god can love you in and out of good and bad times and how we have to stay connected because injustice is coming well, and to jump off of that, you know, how many of us have heard, you know, life's not fair? Like you grow up hearing that from your parents all the time. And if your focus is on things being fair, you will never have peace. Because or freedom. It's, mm-hmm. it's, or freedom. It's yep. never, never going to happen that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why God so often reminds us in his word, like, vengeance is mine. Like, I will take care of this. Like, your job is just to keep your eyes on me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take care of these other mm-hmm. things. And when our eyes are off the injustice and on him, mm-hmm. we can have that peace that mm-hmm. he promises us. So true. Mm-hmm. Verse 23 in this proverb says, for the Lord will plead their cause. Let me go back to 22. It says, do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. Injustice is something that sinks within me. I, I, I look at TV and we read the articles and the paper and on the internet and you see so much, you see innocent people being killed, you see babies, you know, not having a chance at, at, a, at a proper proper life even to get things like water because greed and all of these things are happening in the world, they're just evil. And sometimes, I'll be honest, it's, it's tough for me to watch other people, it's tough for me to watch people suffer. If somebody's crying, I'm immediately, oh my goodness, what's going on? Because it's hard for me, I, it's, it's, a, it's just something that God placed within me that is hard for me. But this verse, these verses right here, the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. That kind of gives me the ability to give, to have that peace of mind, to know that one, truth is I'm not big enough, (laughs) strong enough, great enough to take care of all the injustice. Mm -hmm. I can pray, I can do things on my part. So if that means I can sponsor a child that's in need, if I can help to give to, you know, to help to give clean water on a monthly basis to a village that might need it. Those are things that are within my scope, but on the bigger level, I can't go across to go anywhere to really do but so much. But it says that God will plead their cause. Mm-hmm. He's going to take care because what we know is that he cares about each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So at the end, when he, he will come back, he will take care of everything. And those who have experienced that, he's going to take care of it. I just had to say that for me, it was such a, it's such a oh. core thing. It just kind of, <laughs> oh. You know, when you were talking, I totally felt the passion. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you said injustice, I mean, that brings up so much for mm-hmm. so many people. But you know what else you have to do though? 
is to trust him. Yeah. That, that's, that's key. You got to trust him to take care of it. And play my position mm -hmm. <laughs> and not try to do it on my own. Yeah. I'm gonna get this person back or get it for this person. Yeah. That's not my place. He yeah. he said he would. Mm -hmm. And you know we're talking about words of truth. Well, what God says is truth. Absolutely. What He says, His words mm -hmm. are all true. So I can trust that if He said it, He's gonna do it. Right. I feel better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does Proverbs 23 say about appetite? Mm. Huh. Mm. Verse 2 says, and put a knife to your throat if you are a man given to appetite. That's extreme. <laughs> when I think of appetite, I'm like, okay, I might want, you know, to eat a box of cookies. <laughs> Do I put a knife to my throat? Because <laughs> I'm not having control of my appetite. What, is, what, is, what does Proverbs 23 say about appetite? What does that stand out? That, that's pretty big. That's a big chapter as well. <laughs> well, and a question I had, like, you know, a question I had when reading this is, you know, because we have an appetite for food. We have appetites for other things. Mm. Like, is this, is this just talking about food? Because, yes, mm. overeating is an issue, like mm -hmm. gluttony. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I might have an appetite for, for other things in life. Mm -hmm. And is that what this is talking about? Mm -hmm. Appetite in general or just food? I didn't, you know, it was a question I had when I was reading mm -hmm. over this. I think that's a good reference in terms of, understanding and acknowledging that it's bigger than just what's on your plate mm -hmm. yeah. or what's in the box. But uh, controlling your appetite, appetite is one of the biggest things that can lead us to either salvation or destruction because too much or too little of any certain thing can really kind of mess us up or can make us better people. So acknowledging the fact that your appetite is more than just what you put into your body, but it's what you put out of your body, what you put into your work, what you take out of your work. So what you think about, what you don't think about, what you participate in, and things like that. So appetites and like cravings and things like that. So just acknowledging that it can be in, be in different areas and even for yourself, trying to figure out what those are and then ask God to help you control and maintain those certain situations so that you can be a better person, Christian, what have you. And something that came to mind is that appetite, if we just overindulge or we indulge in everything that we kind of feel or we want, then we have no self-control. And Proverbs talks a lot about, in general, self-control. I mean, don't strike back because somebody, you know, came at you. Don't say this because your feelings were hurt. Control your words. Control where you walk. Control what you do. Control what you look at. There's a lot of things about Self, okay, and self-control really means, mm -hmm. in truth, control that you are able to try to, you can, you can do because it connects you through God. God is able to give you the ability to not to step out and just do what you want to do or go where you want to go or say what you want to say because of a constant communion with him. Why is appetite, why is appetite, appetite, <laughs> appetite. <laughs> why is appetite, such an important spiritual issue. Well, I think like what you were just saying about the, the self-control piece and the overindulgence, like we're going to have, um, sin is appealing. Like there's lots of things that seem appetizing to us. And I know I can sit down, you know, on Netflix and turn on a TV show and like three hours later, I could still be watching that same thing. And it's like whenever we have this appetite, uh, wanting to overindulge in these things that are 
are not pointing us towards God, like it becomes very dangerous because it's harder for us to hear his spirit. We're mm, so mm. we're so consumed in these other things and craving these other um, these other things. Mm -hmm. I like your new word that you made up just now. Uh, the <laughs> I, I put aptitude is what I heard. Mm. But um, within our appetite, our attitude towards it. Like, mm. Lord, I really want to watch this movie. And because you said I can't, then I'm just not going to do anything and I'm going to be upset about it. So I'm going to have an attitude because I want to do what I want to do. Mm. But you said no instead of I have the freedom to go and do other things. But you want to get angry at God for the things that he's suggesting that you not do because it takes your mind off of him. Mm. So it, I think that within your appetite, you also have to have... Um, a certain type of attitude to mm -hmm. be able to do it uh, graciously and, and humbly because God can humble you all right. It's like, oh, okay, you want to have an attitude because you can't watch Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. <laughs> <laughs> and not that he's doing it in a mean or spiteful no. way, but it's just like, okay, well, what if the whole Netflix just, you know, just doesn't work for you anymore on your computer or on your Wi-Fi mm -hmm. signal? But it's just like, don't be, just like when you're fasting, like, don't go around just like, I'm not eating today. I'm Looking fasting. like you're fasting, right? <laughs> no, don't eat around me because I'm fasting. <laughs> but it's just like your, your attitude during it, it's like it will, it will help improve your spirituality because it's just like it's not all of the end of the world. Mm -hmm. It's just your, your aptitude is very important. Well, and I think if we could always keep into perspective, like, how the things that God has for us are so much greater than anything that we could crave in this world, but it's so easy to lose sight of that. And I'm sure God just sits up there like, I have all this to offer you, peace, you know, unconditional love, freedom, all these things, you know, and that you'll have access to once you're willing to give up these other things. But, you know, here I am with my Netflix, like thinking that's the greatest thing that can happen. And I'm sure that, you know, just that, that perspective can make a, a world of difference when we see it that way. And it's so funny that you said that because in general, Genesis 3, that is kind of the scenario that when you just started saying that, that came to mind, that God placed Adam and Eve there with everything, mm -hmm. except just don't, don't go for this one thing. Just leave this alone. And then here comes Satan offering some, something to eat <laughs> and just offering, saying this will open it all up. Mm -hmm. And she just went ahead. She and Adam both of them decided to go against that one thing. Mm. And here we are today, still going against mm -hmm. <laughs> that one thing, you know? And, and it's funny because you see that again, I'm thinking now you see that again also with Jesus is that Satan tried to offer him say, or tried to tell him, you know, turn these stones into bread. And God said, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, by, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And, Within that, it's more to life than just what we want, just what we want to get, just what we feel, because especially in our sinful nature, if we go with that, we're always gonna be mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. We're always gonna to go to another direction. And so with that, you know, for me, it kind of comes back, it's, it's an important spiritual issue because for me, at the that, was the that was the crux of the fall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was that mm -hmm. there was no self-control within that appetite mm -hmm. for whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, okay. Something else that I kind of was thinking about while you guys were talking mm -hmm. was that appetite is very instinctual. 
You know, mm. you kind of go with your first instinct. That's what you want, you go for it. Um, and that's where the control comes in. Mm. Um, but you don't even give yourself time to really respond and take hold of the truth or the freedoms of the other things that God has placed out there for us because it's so automatic sometimes. And then you lose your, you can lose your appetite for the good things that, mm. that are right mm. there in front of you. Mm. So it's like, well, there's this apple and then there's this apple pie. <laughs> Which one do I want? You know, so, you know, it's very easy to go, you know, the automatic, you know, feeling. Compromise too. Mm -hmm. Boy. I like that, Natalie. And, and the truth is, is that it's instinctual and it's automatic because that's what we have practiced. Mm -hmm. That's what we practice. You know, I, I'll tell you something about myself is that I lost a lot of weight You've, you've seen me, Natalie. Mm -hmm. I lost a lot of weight a few years ago because there was a lack of self-control for appetite. And I would, if it was 11 o'clock and I'm watching TV, I'm gonna go in, I'm like, oh, I want a peanut butter jelly sandwich at 11, I'm going to bed at 12. I mean, that's, we know that's not healthy. You shouldn't eat that close to, to bedtime and so forth. But I just didn't care. But it played out in a lot of other areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I noticed. It wasn't just about, okay, it's just food, but it played out into a lot of other areas. The lack of discipline mm -hmm. in, or the, in reading the word of God, the lack of the appetite for going for that. Mm -hmm. But as I began to start to switch that with nothing but the help of God, it totally changed. And so now when the decision comes up, apple or apple pie, like this morning I was thinking, do I stop and get something or do I grab this fruit? And it was kind of like, oh, that wasn't, it wasn't as hard to say, I'm going to eat this fruit because mm -hmm. I know it's better for me. I feel better. I have more energy. And with that, it kind of came, oh, now I'm going to read my lesson and just go, go according to the day. Right. It really helps to play into other areas of my life. So mm -hmm. I, thank I you for that. One, one more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, go. <laughs> with, with appetite, I think that sometimes we're, we're truly searching for um, satisfaction, mm. and we're looking for the biggest thing that can satisfy us. I was at a women's retreat a couple weeks ago, and they had this fried chicken there. Mm -hmm. It smells so good, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I could really, I could really eat some of that fried chicken right now." Not that I have no problem with meat, mm -hmm. but it's just like I haven't had meat in almost two years, mm. and I'm thinking that if because it smells so good. Mm -hmm. It might satisfy that desire for, mm -hmm. for what I think that I want, but it was in the self control that I was like, it's not. I'm not going to find any satisfaction in this particular mm -hmm. item of food, and because of our appetite, we we think that it's going to satisfy us. But it is finding satisfaction in the Lord, um, which is you know He is all truth that we feel com you know more complete. And so, yeah, I think that the biggest thing that we do, especially in terms of appetite, is we look for what is going to satisfy us. But then when we find that it doesn't satisfy us, we look for the, the next yes. high or the next mm -hmm. thing that we think mm -hmm. will fill that void when we're not going to the true source of truth. I love that, Abby. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that. In what way does Proverbs 24 relate to the Christian's response to hunger, war, injustice, racism, or economic oppression? I think it pretty much tells us, like, what's happening to others, mm -hmm. it's, if you know about it, like it is your responsibility as a follower of God to do something. And, you know, I, I go to the verse or I think of the verse um, mm -hmm. 11 and 12, yes. and it says, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Mm-hmm. And I just think we have such a responsibility. God has given up his, gave up his one and only son to save us. And he loves 
all of humanity just as much as he loves us. And it is, we are part of his team now in trying to reach these people and he wants to use us. And if we pretend we don't know what's going on or that, you know, it's not our problem, you know, I got my own life to live. I think that that is, that's when uh, we're not being the Christians God's mm -hmm. calling us to be. You know what else came to mind when I was reading through 24, you're talking about team. I was like, well, you guys, team God, you know he wins, right? <laughs> so, yeah. just so you know. But sometimes we do forget. And in the first couple of verses of Proverbs 24, it basically tells us that wisdom increases your strength. Or Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. A wise man is strong. Mm -hmm. You know, God has, he knows about this adversity. You know what? Trusting in him following through with wise actions because God's going to tell you what to do. And adversity is hard to mm -hmm. deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but you get strength from God and you can get through it. You know, so it's that's something else you have to keep in mind as mm -hmm. you face adversity, because again, that goes back to the appetite. Mm -hmm. You want to strike, but maybe that's not the best decision to do right now mm -hmm. at this very moment. God's, when we learned earlier, God's going to fight your battles, he doesn't like injustice, he knows what's going on, but two, he gives you the strength to be able to deal with these issues. And I think also in, in your response um, to agree with Natalie is that uh, within that wisdom, God will tell you exactly what to do. It's not always, you should read more about Jesus. Everything will be all right. But it is more about, okay, you're hungry. Let's, um, let's go get something to eat. Okay, well, or you're sad or you haven't been out in a while. Let's Let's go do something. So being present and being there and um, being wise to the decision, not everything. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but I won't say not everything can be fixed through prayer, but not everybody's ready for me. Like, oh, you're hungry? Let's pray. Uh, <laughs> Dear Jesus, yep. please bless her stomach and fill it with the Holy Spirit. She's hungry. <laughs> go and get her something to eat. So um, everything can be fixed through prayer, but sometimes the action of prayer itself in and in and I don't know if unjustified is a word, but in a situation where there is injustice, sometimes what is within your grasp with your power, the wisdom that God has given to you, you can help that particular person yep. in that. And yep. it's that avenue that you open, that you, you open that person or you, you um, I can't think of the word, but anyway, you expose that person <laughs> okay. to more of what you have. What else do you have? Like you fed me mm -hmm. like, you know what, thank you for that, but you know, that light light I was referring to, what, what is it about you as well? And, and those points are absolutely on target because like you said, Krista, at the beginning of that is that God expects us to. He expects us if somebody is hungry to go in to feed them. Mm -hmm. If we have food, let's give them something to eat. It's not just, well, like you said, let's just pray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or so forth. Yes, we're going to pray for them that we can maybe do more or maybe we can assist more, but we are called with a responsibility to do what we can. Mm -hmm. And he expects us to because he's going to hold us to that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, ladies. Mm -hmm. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head, and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Janelle Phillip.